Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, we got a big primetime matchup between the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night football. I'm going to give you the game plan for how the Titans can come out victorious. First, on the defensive side of the ball, it's all about red zone defense and turnovers on offense. It's all about Derrick Henry, regardless of who starts at quarterback. Then we'll take a look at the individual players and matchups to watch in this game. And my big concern is with the tight ends and the second level defenders on both sides of the ball. So a game plan edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, a big matchup for the Titans lies ahead. I would call this a measuring stick game for the Titans. We've seen the Titans beat up on some bad opponents. What can they do against one of the best teams in the NFL? I'm going to tell you how they can win that game. Before I get into it, do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast. Your first listen every day, whether this is your first ever listen or you just aren't subscribed yet, make sure that you stay locked in to the Locked On Titans podcast. It's free Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round on all platforms, including the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe there, smash the notification bell, and throw a thumbs up on the video right now if you think the Titans have a chance to knock off the Kansas City Chiefs in KC. On Sunday night, we are going to start with the defensive side of the ball. Like I have been saying all week long, and I have a feeling that I might be saying this all season long. The Titans defensive line has to dominate the game. The Titans simply aren't good enough on offense to not have that be the case. The defensive line has to not only dominate the game, but they have to force turnovers. They have to win in the red zone. The Titans' defensive line is what will save this team in matchups with teams that are better than them. And I need that to happen this weekend. The Titans' defensive line had four sacks against the Chiefs last year. The Titans' defensive line forced two fumbles and caused an interception. The Titans got three turnovers in last year's game, had four sacks as well, that's all the defensive line. Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry, Bud Dupree, Tierra Tart, Rashad Weaver, uh, even Sam Okwe Anonu, Demarcus Walker, Mario Edwards. I mean, these guys have to absolutely eat Kansas City's offensive line. Or the Titans aren't going to be able to stand a chance in the game. That's just the reality. Because it's twofold. Not only do you have to stop Patrick Mahomes, but the Titans' offense needs help. The Titans' offense needs short fields. The the Titans' defense has to dominate with the pass rush. And what will that turn into? Well, number one, turnovers. Like I just said, the Titans won the turnover battle 3-1 to last year. They're going to have to do that again. And another big factor is, 
last year's game, red zone defense. The Chiefs were 0 for 3 in the red zone last year. They're the number one red zone offense in the NFL this year. So who wins that battle? Right now, the Titans are the 13th best red zone defense in the league. They give up a touchdown on 52.4% of red zone trips by their opponent. That's middle of the road. They're going to have to be a lot better than a middle of the road red zone defense if they want to beat Kansas City. Because again, here's what it comes down to. Limiting points for Kansas City without necessarily forcing them to punt. Okay? You get turnovers, you stop them in the red zone, and you hold them to field goals. That is how you limit Kansas City. You're not going to make them punt a ton all day long. You're just simply not going to be able to do that. So if the pass rush can dominate, they can be good in the red zone and hold Kansas City to field goals and get turnovers, that, that's the way you do it. And C-Dub, I agree with you. Let's not act like Kansas City can't be beat. I'm not acting like they can't be beat. But what I'm telling you is, if the Titans want to beat them, they have to force turnovers, numerous turnovers, and they have to stop Kansas City in the red zone. That's exactly what Tennessee did last year to beat Kansas City. So I'm not saying Kansas City can't be beat, but I'm telling you how they can be beat. And it's the same formula that the Titans used against Kansas City last year. And quite frankly, Andy Reid is 1-5 in five against the Titans. So there is the ability for the Titans to execute this game plan. That's all about the rush. What I also want to see happen is, I want to see the Titans play a ton of man coverage. Kansas City faces about more man coverage than any team in the NFL because that's the best way to beat the Chiefs. If you sit back in zone coverage all day, Mahomes is going to pick you apart. Period. Travis Kelsey will find holes in the zone. The Titans have to play more man coverage than they have so far this year. Right now, the Titans are only running man coverage about 30% of the time. That needs to be in the 40s, close to 50 against Kansas City. You cannot sit back in zone coverage and let Pat Mahomes pick you apart. You simply can't. you got to play tight man coverage on everybody. Force one of Kansas City's weapons to make a, a, a contested catch. Make an incredible play. Don't just give Mahomes open windows and zone coverage to throw in. Tight man coverage. Man coverage all day at a high percentage and a high clip. Let the pass rush do what they do best. And that has to create turnovers. And when Kansas City does drive down the field, which they inevitably will do, you got to hold them to field goals. Yeah, easier said than done. But that's what the Titans have to do. Create turnovers and win in the red zone. And I think they're going to be able to do that if the pass rush can get home and they play tight man coverage throughout the game. So that is what I am expecting from the Titans coverage-wise. And that's what they need to do game plan-wise to be able to win the game. It comes down to that. But we need to talk about the offense. And there's much more mystery on the offensive side of the ball because Ryan Tannehill was limited on Wednesday. He was a DNP on Thursday. So I'm going to give you two game plans on offense. One for Malik Willis and one for Ryan Tannehill. So we'll dive into that in just a moment. At the end of the show, we're going to do the individual matchups to watch, the players that I'm going to be spotlighting in this game. So a lot more to come on today's game plan edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Before we get into it, though, do want to tell you guys about our sponsor, Prediction Strike. Uh, put it simply, this episode is brought to you by Prediction Strike. They are the world's first 
sports stock market. Now you can invest in professional athletes just like stocks. It's a lower risk alternative to sports betting and athlete prices are more based on performance and supply and demand. Uh, if you invested in Jalen Hurts a year ago, for example, you'd be up about 48.2%. If you have invested in Kyle Pitts on the other side of things, you'd be down about 44.12% after you know Pitts has struggled to start the year. So put your money where your mouth is. Download the Prediction Strike app. Use the code LOCKED, that's one word, LOCKED, for a free share when you sign up and make your first deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code LOCKED, and you're going to be entered for a special one-time giveaway. Prediction Strike will choose one person who signs up with that code LOCKED and makes a deposit to win 100 free random shares. That could be up to worth up to $3,000 if you get lucky and receive like a Josh Allen share. For example, invest in what you know on Prediction Strike, the stock market for sports. Also do want to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bar in the galaxy from our friends over at Built Bar. With Built Bar, you get the best of both worlds. You get all the health benefits that you want from a protein bar. They're going to be low calorie. They're going to be uh, high fiber. They're going to be high protein. They're going to be low carb. But you get all the benefits of a candy bar. All the bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Delicious flavors and textures. Everybody on the Locked On Network loves Built Bar, and I know that you will too. So make sure that you go to built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15. You're going to get 15% off your order right now. Once again, go to built.com. Promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your first order. Titans fans, we are going to continue today's game plan episode of the Locked on Titans podcast. We talked about the defensive side of the ball and what they need to do, and it's a similar game plan to what we've seen from the Titans in recent years. The pass rush has to dominate. They're going to play a bunch of man coverage on Kansas City. That is how you beat KC. That's how the Titans have beat them before. That's what I'm expecting. Again, they got to be good in the red zone, and they got to force some turnovers. On the offensive side of the ball, however, it's a little more complicated over there. The Titans don't know who's going to be their starting quarterback right now. And I was pretty convinced on Thursday morning when I woke up, it was going to be Ryan Tannehill. So Ryan Tannehill said it's a pain management issue with the ankle. That's the reality. It's going to be in pain. It's just about how he deals with it and how he manages it. Well, it makes sense then that he wouldn't be practicing. Because if your ankle is just a pain tolerance situation, why would you want to create more pain for Tannehill to have to tolerate from having him walking through or being out on the practice field? Yes, you need reps. Practice is important. But do we really think Ryan Tannehill needs a full week of reps to go out there and be a good option? No. He's a veteran player who's been in the league for over a decade. Okay? Jeffrey Simmons didn't practice one snap last week. And went out and had maybe the best week of any interior defensive lineman's had in the NFL all year. Okay? Tannehill doesn't need to practice to go out there and get the job done. So I'm not worried about that. But maybe the ankle is bad. Malik Willis is getting the first team reps. Maybe it's not, you know, just, hey, they want to keep him out of pain. 
Maybe Tannehill in the ankle is really in a bad spot. Maybe we get Malik Willis this week. I don't know for certain, but that's why I have two game plans to go over with you guys. Both of them will include, I think the Titans got to run the ball for over 200 yards. This offense. So I've been getting the stat wrong all week. Last year, AJ, or sorry, redacted, he who must not be named, don't want to trigger anybody, had eight catches for 133 yards. Who, who's doing that this year? Who's creating explosive plays in the pass game to complement the, the run game? How? Who? Where? Why? How is it going to happen? It's not. It's not going to happen. The Titans have no semblance of a passing game. They have no semblance uh, of an explosive option on offense right now. And that's whether Tannehill plays or not. That's the reality, guys. This is the 32nd ranked offense in the league. They're not going to be able to keep up with KC unless they run the ball for 200 yards, which would then create a time of possession advantage. Last year, the Titans won time of possession 36 minutes to 23 for Kansas City. If you could force turnovers, if you could stop KC in the red zone and you can hold the ball for that much longer than them because you're able to run the ball with success, you have a great chance to win the game. That's what the Titans got to do. And Chris Clark yesterday on the show really broke it down. The Chiefs have been struggling to stop the run in their base defense. Their linebackers are small and fast and Nick Bolton and Willie Gay. They don't have a great nose tackle right now as uh, Nandi has not been playing his best. They're going to be without Frank Clark. Rookie edge rusher George uh, Karlaftis has been awful in run defense this year. So the Titans are going to go out there and they're going to play with a million tight ends and they're going to try to run the ball down KC's throat like they did against Houston. And they have to. Now, here's one thing I would say schematically. The Titans are a, a wide zone team. But in recent years, they've mixed in a lot of power plays, which is like having a pooling guard or a pooling tackle or, you know, getting some sort of uh, pool play in there, a trap of some kind. I expect a lot of that because what I want, I want the Titans offensive linemen going downhill with a head full of steam going at Kansas City's linebackers. Again, Kansas City's linebackers are small. And I think that the Titans offensive line can bully them if they get ahead of, ahead of steam and are going downhill. So I want to see more pool plays in this game than we've seen in recent weeks because I think it would be very, very effective against Kansas City. So that's something that I'm watching for. Run the ball and get Kansas City in base with heavy tight end packages. And I want to see some power runs, not just zone runs. I think that would be effective against Kansas City. Um, outside of that, I mean, Derrick Henry has to be the king. He has to dominate, run all over Kansas City. We know that. But based on who the quarterback is, if Ryan Tannehill is in there, we need two explosive plays. I want two plays in the first half, two plays in the second half, where they just take a shot down the field. Just do it. Just bomb it. See what happens. If you create a turnover, well, did we think the Titans offense was going to drive all the way down there anyways? Probably not. So it's a punt at that point. If you hit it, like what happened with NWI late in the Colts game, 
or late in the Commanders game, I believe it was. It all blurs together at some point when we're in the middle of it. But at the end of the day, even taking a shot down the field, even taking the shot is going to open things more up for Derrick Henry. Period. And you might even hit one of those shots. The Titans are going to need two, in my opinion, two explosive plays out of the passing game to be able to win this game. Yeah, more would be awesome. But again, Redacted is making explosive plays for that team in the NFC now. He's not going to give the Titans eight catches for 133 yards and a touchdown. They don't got him anymore. There's nobody else to replace him. So the Titans have to manufacture explosive plays in the passing game. And even if, and even if they don't hit them every time, they got to take them to back up Kansas City's D. So that's just the reality of where we're at right now with the 32nd ranked offense in the NFL. Think about that. So they're going to need some magic. They're going to need some incredible plays that we're not expecting. They're not going to be able to just give it to Derrick Henry 35 times and win like they did against Houston, even if Tannehill plays. Now, here's what I do want to say. If Malik Willis plays, I need to see more design runs for Malik Willis. More quarterback sweeps. More read option. Have the trailer, have the lead blocker come across the formation, the tight end on the opposite side. Malik fakes the handoff to Henry, and he's got a tight end as a lead blocker coming across the formation. Let's see that. They got to be more creative with Malik Willis if he ends up playing and utilizing his running ability more than they did last week. Because Malik's not going to be able to really create a bunch of explosive plays in the passing game. We know that. So they got to create them somehow. So if, if Tannehill plays, take four shots down the field. Two in the first half, two in the second half, just to see what happens. If Malik plays, you got to have much more creative designed runs for Malik Willis, period. So that's what I'm expecting. So um, take shots downfield, whether they work or not, and pray that Derrick Henry can be the best running back of all time again. That The 32nd ranked offense, that's all they can do right now. So. Let's just pray. Let's just pray the defense does everything that I said in the first segment so that the Titans' offense has a shot to keep this team in the game. But uh, moving forward, I want to talk about the individual players and the individual matchups that I'm watching for in this game. And boy, there are some big ones. Like, who is going to stop Travis Kelsey? I'm going to tell you who I expect to do that and whether I think they can get the job done. Before we get into it, though, do want to tell you guys about our sponsor, Linked. So LinkedIn is the best place to post your job this fall. LinkedIn has a ton of fantastic features. They have simple tools like screening questions, and it makes it easier to focus on the candidates that have the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and then ultimately hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. So go to LinkedIn Jobs right now. They're going to help you find the most qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. 
Titans fans, we talked about my game plan points on offense and defense. Now I want to kind of zoom in a little bit, talk about the individual matchups that we are watching for in this game. Before I get into it, do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Remember, free Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content on all platforms all year round. Here on the Locked On Titans podcast, it's your team every day. I will be going live immediately after the game on Sunday night. Yeah, it'll be midnight my time. I don't care. I'm going live and we're breaking it down. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do a full 30-minute live reaction instead of the 10-minute one and then the 30-minute one later since it's a late game. Just going to do the full 30-minute live with you guys right after the game ends. So make sure that you stay subscribed so that you can check that out immediately after the game is over. But Getting into the individual matchups I'm watching for. We're going to start on the defensive side of the ball like we did to begin the episode. And for me, it's all about who is guarding Travis Kelsey. And in my opinion, I agree with Mark Sumter. Shout out Mark. Mark is always the first guy in the chat, it feels like. Shout out Mark. Amani Hooker is getting that assignment. The worry for me is Amani Hooker hasn't been practicing fully with a shoulder injury. If Amani Hooker doesn't play in this game and the Titans got to put Kevin Byard or Andrew Adams or Lonnie Johnson in one-on-one coverage against Travis Kelsey, guys, I love Kevin Byard. He's maybe my favorite Tennessee Titan of all time. The only Tennessee Titans jersey that I own that's a player. Obviously, you see the my jersey in the background. But the only jersey that I own for the Tennessee Titans and their players is Kevin Byard. Kevin Byer can't guard Travis Kelsey one-on-one, dog. KB is great with his instincts, reading quarterbacks. He's physical. He's a do-it-all safety. He really is. But KB can't guard tight ends like this one-on-one, man. It's the truth. He can't guard receivers one-on-one. He can't guard tight ends like Kelsey one-on-one. And there are not a lot of tight ends like Kelsey, in fairness. But... It's just not what he does best. And if you remember when Kevin Byard had a bad year in 2020, the defense was bad overall, but they were asking Kevin Byard to be that tight end matchup guy. KB needs to be hovering over the middle of the field reading the quarterback so he can make plays and create turnovers. He doesn't need to be matched up one-on-one against the best tight end in the NFL. Amani Hooker is much more suited to do that. I'd rather have Lonnie Johnson do it just to keep KB in the role that he's best at. But, yeah. Either way, I'm hoping that Amani Hooker can play in the game because they need Amani Hooker. I told you guys in the defensive game plan segment, the Titans are going to play a ton of man coverage in this game. That's what you do against Kansas City. That's what works against Kansas City when it works, is man coverage. They need Amani Hooker to, to match up with Travis Kelsey. They don't have Dan Crookshank anymore, who did a pretty good job last year, held Kelsey to seven catches for 65 yards. So without Dan Crookshank to do that, you need Amani Hooker to step up. So that's a big matchup right there. And if Hooker is out, I would look for the Titans to put Lonnie Johnson on Travis Kelsey so that Andrew Adams and Kevin Byer can continue doing what they've had success with here in recent weeks. Also do want to point out that edge guys for the Titans against the offensive tackles of the Kansas City Chiefs. And shout out to Chris Clark from Locked On Chiefs, who broke this down excellently yesterday on the Crossover Thursday episode. Kansas City's tackles have been vulnerable. So, Kansas City as a team this year 
has given up 65 quarterback pressures. My apologies, they've given up 86 quarterback pressures. 44 of them have come from the offensive tackles. Orlando Brown has 24 pressures allowed. Andrew Wiley has 20 pressures allowed. So nearly half of the total pressures allowed by Kansas City have come from their tackle spots. Not only that, but Kansas City has given up seven sacks this year. Six of them are Andrew Wiley, the right tackle. The Titans typically will run stunts up front on the defensive line to put the onus on the interior offensive lineman. That's what they're trying to do. Think about the Titans' classic stunt. Three guys to one side, one rusher to the other side. Uh, You take the outside guy on the three-man side and you loop him inside the Harold Landry loop, as I like to call it. They've been running it with Weaver and some other guys. But in this game, I think TE twists are going to be much more effective where the defensive tackle basically goes and runs at the offensive tackle and allows the edge rusher, whether that be Bud Dupree, Danico Autry, Rashad Weaver, to loop inside between the tackle and the guard. That's what I want. So imagine Jeffrey Simmons over the guard, firing out, hitting the offensive tackle to force the tackle backwards, which will open up a bigger gap between the guard and the tackle for which the edge rusher will slide right through there. That's I'm not expecting the Titans to do the stunts that they typically use to put the highlight on the interior offensive line of the opponent. I think they attack on the outsides. And I think similarly what we'll see is we'll see the defensive ends of the Titans, Danico Autry, Bud Dupree, crash inward real hard, and then Jeffrey Simmons loop outside around. I think we'll see that a ton too. And those stunts are going to be super, super effective because not only are you going to be able to attack the offensive tackles, but if Jeffrey Simmons loops from the DT spot outside to come around, well, that's going to prevent Patrick Mahomes from getting outside the pocket and playmaking. So it, it, it works in two ways. So different stunts than we've seen from the Titans in recent weeks that attack the interior. I want to see stunts that attack the outsides. And I think the Titans will be able to do that. And I'll be looking to break that down in my film stuff next week. But other than that, on the offensive side of the ball, Chris Jones, Stone Cold Jones, look, Jeffrey Simmons has the second most pressures of any interior defensive lineman in the league with 30. You know who has the most? Chris Jones with 32. If Jeffrey Simmons isn't the second-best interior defensive lineman in the league, he's third because of Chris Jones. Now, I think Jeffrey Simmons is better. So, give me give me Jeffrey Simmons. I think Jeffrey Simmons played better than Aaron Donald this year, too. So, I'd say that Jeffrey Simmons is the best defensive lineman in the NFL right now. Well, unless you want to count Michael Parsons. But he's more of like a hybrid linebacker type. Anyway, I digress. For me, Aaron Brewer holding up against Chris Jones. Aaron Brewer has allowed 15 pressures and two sacks this year. Chris Jones has 32 pressures and six sacks. He's got a 92.3 pass rush grade, number one, again, amongst interior defensive linemen. Can Aaron Brewer hold up? And I expect Ben Jones to be helping Aaron Brewer now that Nate Davis is back. Ben Jones, Aaron Brewer, stopping Chris Jones from getting in the backfield. That will be key. And then the last few ones I want to dive on here, Chica Conquell. I think Chick, the Chiefs, I mentioned it earlier, the Chiefs have fast linebackers. 
Willie Gay, Nick Bolton. They are fast, undersized linebackers. Chickaconquo is the only tight end the Titans have with enough speed to be able to win against them. So I think this is a game where Chickaconquo needs to have a big impact. Because he's the only guy I can trust to win with speed against those linebackers. The last thing that I want to mention here, Ryan Stonehouse. Ryan Stonehouse was awarded AFC Special Teams Player of the Month for October. Derrick Henry was the Offensive Player of the Month for October for the AFC. I need Ryan Stonehouse on his best. I need him bombing punts, putting the Kansas City Chiefs in bad starting situations flipping the field for the Titans' offense when the offense inevitably can't do crap. I mean, Stonehouse has to dominate the game. He's got to be great. He's got to be the best punter in the NFL in the game, which kind of has been so far this year. So that's what I'm looking for. So a lot to go over there, but a, a, a lot of good information. Hope you guys enjoyed. Again, I'll be back with you guys going live immediately after the game finishes on Sunday night. I'm sticking with my prediction, 24-13 to 13 Chiefs. Guys, I know you hate when I do this. I know everybody hates hearing it, but this team doesn't have A.J. Brown anymore. They can't compete with good teams. That's what I believe. Before, when you have Derrick Henry and then you have A.J. Brown, now you can threaten teams enough to beat good teams. They don't have A.J. Brown now. So they're just going to load up on Derrick Henry. And even though Kansas City has struggled at times in run defense this year, the Titans' offense is just way too easy to stop. And this isn't the Commanders. This isn't the Texans. This isn't the Colts or the Raiders. So if the Titans' offense doesn't bring their big boy pants, could get ugly. So 24-13 Chiefs is my guess. And as you guys who follow me on Twitter know, my ability to reverse jinx the Titans, it's unbelievable. So let's hope my superpowers kick in on this one and I can be wrong and we can celebrate a victory on Sunday night. But again, I've said this since it happened. And I've continued it throughout the offseason. Losing A.J. Brown significantly lowers the ceiling of this team. And these next five weeks, when the Titans play some actual good football teams, we'll see if I'm right or wrong. So, my favorite thing about sports is we get to watch it play out, find out if we are wrong or right. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.